Holy shit, yo, it's coffee. Ooh, it's <laughs> hitting gonna, me. It's, it's hitting me like a truck, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's good though. I yeah, I'm I'm kinda I'm kinda mad I hadn't heard of it before. No, this, this dude, this this is that shit. I get it before every podcast too, so I'm like off a off a fucking Your guest just cracked out. Oh, I'm just fucking cracked out. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. So for those you don't know, Taylor he's tried in Dutch Bros for the first time. It's great coffee. It'll knock your fucking socks off. He got a 20 ounce, which is very dangerous. <laughs> Wait, he's chugging it away. <laughs> Living life on those. Uh... <laughs> so anyway, welcome to another episode of Honest Conversations. Today we have the legend, the man, the myth. I said that all backwards. <laughs> we have the Florida boy on today. It's Taylor Doherty. Polk County stand up. Uh, I said that right, right? Doherty? Yeah, Doherty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Mm. Cool. I got your last name right. Let's get it. Yeah. So, Taylor is a videographer. He's a content creator. He's more than a videographer. We'll say, like, general overview content creator. Fucking, he runs shit for Create You, which is also the company that I work for. Appreciate that. So, me that. and Taylor Appreciate work that. hand in hand. He's demigod. He's teaching me some stuff today <laughs> about photography and everything. So, welcome to the, welcome to the show, Big Poppy. How All you right. feeling? I feel, I feel amazing right now. Uh, you took a nap on my floor earlier. <laughs> Came by this morning. <laughs> Much needed. I've been, yeah, I've been I've been waking up at five a.m. for the past mm, five days so far. I think one day I woke up at yeah I woke up at five thirty, but for the most part, yeah, it's been five a.m. Just trying to kind of switch things up, make myself a little more uncomfortable yeah. than I already am, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, just trying to get into kind of like a. It's almost yeah, just come, almost try to get more it's stuff habit, done. Right? Yeah, just kind of build another habit, kind of build some more discipline, and uh, yeah, just kind of. I thought your uncle does that shit, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, like fucking six thirty every day. The last like sixty years or something like that. Sixty years, whatever. I don't know how long it's been. Yeah, but like I think it, I don't know how he instilled it. I think it became a habit. Maybe it became a habit for him when he was young. Mm. Because like um, he lost his leg to cancer when he was sixteen, mm. so I would assume it became a habit when he was young. So he was always having to wake up early for doctor's appointments and whatnot. Mm. Okay. So um, yeah, six thirty every day. He goes to bed at nine thirty at night religiously. Like it doesn't stop with him. Really? You know, and then he gets mad too. And you like when you don't wake up that early, you like I'll be upstairs and he's downstairs. And he starts stomping around with his crutches downstairs, Dude, slamming against the wall, making all time, kinds like, of fucking noise. Oh, Eric, I know you're sleeping on there. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you know so. <laughs> If you don't wake up, he gets pissed off. <laughs> so, um, I mean, how many days does it take to build, to, uh, build a habit? Uh, like I, I think it's like, I think scientifically it's like 28, 28 days or something like that. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't know that I've, uh, that I've tried anything or like stuck to anything for, I mean, there are certain things that I mean, like whether it's like, um, like training or going to school or just like little, like little stuff like that that you almost like. You kind of have to do, yeah, but, but nothing like kind of nothing like nothing any or nothing that's really like obscure, like an obscure goal. Mm-hmm. What like whether it's like waking up at five or anything like that. So, but yeah, no, I'm. I think it, I think it does. Uh, it, d- it does take a little bit once you kind of get in the swing swing of things. I think five a.m. will feel like eight a.m. You know, yeah. here soon enough. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's all like in a way. I don't. I don't think there's any like perfect time to wake up or perfect amount of hours to sleep. Scientifically, maybe mm-hmm. like oh yeah, say that. There's um just like like the optimal like most optimal is like eight hours. Yeah, but mm. I mean if you look back to like I think I forget who it was Nikola Tesla. I don't think he slept much. Yeah, well it was like three hours a night. I forget the exact number. Well, there's well, and so like I actually read a book on on sleep science and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, there was uh, it was even um um it wasn't Roosevelt. It was uh oh, geez, what was the uh, the um not 
uh, Ronald Reagan was like he was famed for only sleeping four hours a night, all that kind of stuff. Well, he he a fucking tank. Uh, well, yeah. Well, he he also um, died from uh, it was like early onset dementia, or he had early onset dementia, and then had a dementia at a very like. Th- there's a lot of like health complications that that start to add up when you don't get the right amount of sleep because sleep is yeah. so important. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. My dad was like a night owl, mm-hmm. so. Um, I kind of got that from him going to bed at like three, four in the morning, mm. you know? So my dad, when we lived in Arizona, he lived, um, he worked as a campus policeman for a little bit. Okay. So that's where I get that. Have you seen my handcuffs? Uh, I don't think I have. No. Yeah, his handcuffs, the real, real handcuffs, which is like really good for like BDSM and whatnot. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, keep this handy. Yeah, definitely keep them handy. So, um, anyway, I was in elementary when we lived in, um, Arizona. Mm. So he would work from like, I don't know, like 10 to like 5 a.m., come home, sleep for like an hour, yeah. wake up, take me to school, and then sleep for the rest of the day. Sleep schedule is fucking crazy. Yeah, well, I, I think as long as you kind of build into um, having at least those seven, eight hours of sleep, no, I mean, no matter when you do get them, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, like, we do work off of, like, light and, you know, like, your, um, yeah, yeah, just, like, yeah, your body really works off of, like, you're like built is built in just like when the sun rises when it goes down like sleep all that kind of stuff i've been tending to like rise with the sun mm-hmm. lately like i woke up at seven today and that's like i just i feel weird waking up and it's fucking dark mm-hmm. that gives me anxiety it's almost <laughs> almost like almost like it's very very primal almost as if you're gonna get up and go like hunt a gazelle or something like that oh like God. in the olden days Dude, i've never gone hunting i want to go hunting really Hunting hunting's uh it's, it's a it's definitely a different experience i I come from. I only assumed that you hunt because you have a camouflage hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I grew up, I grew up hunting. Um, I, that's how I said hunting like that. Hunting. Yeah. I grew up. That's how you say. It. Um, I really grew up hunting. Uh, from like a very early age, just kind of like growing up where I did. It was like kind of like a, I would almost say like a like a way of life. I mean, we didn't rely primarily on hunting for food or anything like that. You grew up but on like a farm. Um, I don't actually know like your your background. Either, yeah. You know? So I I actually grew up in Lakeland, Florida, which is uh, in between Tampa and Orlando. Um, know, and know about that Lakeland, yeah. Florida man. So <laughs> Lakeland, Florida is it, I mean it's not it's not in the it's not in the country or anything like that, but mm-hmm. it, it does have a strong country influence just because there is um, a lot of that surrounding it. Right. But I grew up there, and then I did a lot of hunting in um, in actually Lake Wales, Florida, whenever I was growing up. Then. We would take trips to Alabama and Georgia and whatnot, but hunting hunting is definitely a, a very uh, it's a it's a very I mean it's a very primal experience. I mean you're literally out there um, looking to kill something for food to feed yourself and feed your family, and it's right. it's it's something like there's a lot of there's a lot of there's like huge stigma around like are you killing these animals whatever like but the same people who say like talk about like oh you're killing these animals like they'll go eat a Popeye's chicken sandwich where it's like it's true. You know what I mean? So I think I think there's as long as you 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 understand like what like what you're doing and why are you doing it and yeah. you know you're eating what you're killing. I mean, it's, it, hunting hunting is no different than going fishing or yeah. anything like I that. Feel like to me, it's like a dog eat dog world in a way. Yeah, you know, because even animals hunt eat other animals. So it's like right. I don't understand when people are saying that. So and and people are, people are more than welcome to have their own opinions and yeah, and stances sure. on um, hunting and all that kind of stuff. But that that is you know that's part of like what I grew up doing and all that kind of stuff. And we all, we always, no matter like what we killed, we ate, whether it was yeah. duck, um, you know, any deer, kind of, deer any yeah, kind of fishing sure. hogs, no matter what. So, um, but I'm, yeah, and it's, it's, it's the same thing as going to the grocery store and you're going to pack a, a chicken, chicken breast. Yeah. You're picking up a chicken breast. It's it, but you're actually doing it yourself, which is essentially what 
our ancestors did before there was like a Publix or a Walmart or. I don't understand. I got into an argument a while ago of a guy because um he was trying to like go more um as vegan Mm -hmm. in a way and not eat as much meat. So he's just on a path to like just lessening how much of how Mm -hmm. much meat he eats. Yeah. And to me, he's he's telling me he's like he really cares like what kind of chicken that he buys because he'll tell me like oh. You know, this package says that these chickens were killed, you know, you know, with care and love and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And this package, you know, it looks like they, they probably treated the chickens bad or whatever. Mm-hmm. I told him, like, bro, the chicken is still dead. It's still yeah. going to die. I mean, no matter how it's treated, it's still, it's end, it's end, it's end is death. Yeah. Well, so, so I, I actually, um, I actually had a conversation about this here recently. I think it was with. Uh, Katrina and then uh, David Laid, but yeah. we, were, we were talking about really. So down to like, like so I was just talk about eggs, right? So mm-hmm. um, if you think about like the way an animal is treated, down to like, yeah, I mean, really down to the food it's fed, the way it's like housed, all that kind of stuff. You know, if 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 you're eating eggs from a from a chicken that had that's been not tortured, but in like very stressful, um, would eggs be different? I mean, there, there, quality. Well, yeah, you think about like all like the stress and um, even down to like anxiety or fear, all that kind of stuff. Like, there. I mean, I, I, I like honestly believe that some of that can be transferred into whether it's the meat itself or the eggs mm-hmm. or it just like those like that treatment. I almost, never thought of it. Almost like that. might affect the way. I mean, and then it's also too. It's if you it, like. All right, let's just say you kill an animal, right? Um, let's say you shoot a deer, right? And you and you gut shot the deer, so that means you you shoot its organs. It doesn't die die right away. Kind of suffers a little bit. Yeah, yeah it suffers a little bit. Um, versus, you know, you, you shoot you shoot it dead. It dies instantly. You know, um, there's there's a there's a big factor in the, the amount of uh, adrenaline that gets pumped through that animal, right? And the way that that can start to like affect like the, the way the, like the uh, the way the meat tastes. Hmm. You know what I mean? So I I think there I think there is honestly a lot that goes into um, way animals are treated and um, killed, raised. Yeah, so all I, that, I never so. thought that. Uh, I never thought of it like that, where mm. like the stress could affect like the quality of your meat or eggs or whatever. Right. I just always looked at it. I'm like, hey, if I mean it's gonna die, it's gonna die. Yeah. You know, but I mean, I mean, I guess that's kind of like in a way, it's kind of like humans, where you can like physically, like when something happens, you know, you uh, I guess make yourself sick. Yeah. In a way, like mentally or whatever, you're making yourself sick, so like you don't have as much energy or whatever. Yeah. If you're stressed out, like think about, think about like how your body reacts whenever you're yeah like, super stressed out. You start to like whether your eyes are bloodshot or you pale, like, like super super like I go really pale. When yeah. I get anxiety. Like you saw it in L.A. Mm-hmm. I just get really, really pale and I can't like complexion. Like yeah. you're you're not your body does not like perform optimally. Yeah. Um, even due to like something that's not even tangible, but stress. You know, yeah. something like so. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think that plays a role. And uh, and yeah, the things we eat and how we consume, and if that thing was stress. And you're eating stress products from it. Like, does that is there you know is there a correlation between maybe you're kind of like bringing some of that on, that stress on yourself because you're eating the food that was yeah. formed through stress. You know yeah, what I mean? I feel like I did have a point. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like we weren't. I guess like during the argument we weren't because we get so upset because we get we get we get so passionate about um what we're arguing about, I mm-hmm. guess, you know? Yeah. So I was like, these fucking chickens died and they just die. Mm-hmm. He's like, but they were treated like shit. Mm-hmm. So, so, I don't know. 
Um, so you go from hunting mm. and uh, being raised on like I guess a farm, you could say. Um, I wasn't raised on a farm, but I I did spend a lot of time like kind of like outdoors, like in, in like the like like the country. Yeah, so this is like your element, I guess. You can move into yeah. Colorado in a way. Right? Uh, yeah, kind of, sorta. Um, but also like very different too. Well, what made you want to get buff? Like, you're, pretty, you're pretty beefy. Like Dylan describes you, he's like, "Hey, he's pretty, he's pretty beefy." Pretty beefy. Yeah, that's yeah, that's his uh, line. <laughs> what what, what kind of got me into getting buff? Um, <laughs> I, I actually, honestly, I, I, I think you just want to be healthier. Right? Yeah, well, that and honestly, so like as like a kid, I I grew up um, very self conscious in like the way I looked, um, and then that I mean, and I also I also used to get bullied for the way I looked, uh, whether I was small or maybe didn't look the best or mm-hmm. whatever it was. So. My idea to kind of like battle that is I I, I didn't want to be um, I didn't want to have anybody make me feel like I like I don't want to be intimidated by anybody you know what I mean like physically yeah, um, and so that's kind of why I like turned to like lifting weights because I, I knew that if I if I looked and I was stronger than the kids who were picking on me that they wouldn't they would no longer pick on me you know what I mean yeah. so it was I think it was a combination of that and I also I also um, look up to my dad like huge like when i was when i was growing up and still obviously like that yeah, like to this day yeah. i remember him showing like pulling out a uh, photograph of him um around i want to say he's probably 25 26 or something like that mm-hmm. um and he, he actually grew up in like small town alabama but it was a picture of him outside the gym just absolutely just like absolutely jacked and i was like uh, I, then when you see that as a kid and you and you like, idolize your, your father yeah, yeah your, your father you're like man. i want to like like you want i mean most kids want to look or want to be like their dad like that's like your your yeah. idol when you grow up so i saw that picture and that literally set me on a mission to look like that and you know be like my dad you know what i mean so yeah. i saw that and then i ended up getting a weight set when i was young uh around like the seventh grade for like my birthday yeah and started working out in my little like in like basically our little like our, uh, our basement yeah and uh yeah, I just started doing that. Um, really, so, kinda, like, you did it for the right reasons. Yeah, you know, like me when I first started working out. I don't know if I told you this, but I was uh, I was getting buff to beat somebody up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, which is like the wrong. That's not why you do this. Mm-hmm. You know, you do it to be healthier. I mean, I'm realizing now this is like five years ago when I was like lifting and stuff, mm-hmm. and I was like, um, there's this kid that had an issue with, and I was like doing calisthenics and like fucking doing ten sets of ten just for like every push ups. Looking at a picture of me like in your closet, just like I mean, honestly, bro, like, yeah, yeah it, was, it was pretty wild. So I was like training like beat this kid up, and uh, I look back on, I'm just like, what the fuck was I doing? You know, that's not the right reason to train. I knew too, like when I was getting bigger and stronger, I felt like I had less confidence with women in general, you know, mm. and just less confidence when it came to like talking to people and stuff. Yeah, you know, because like I guess subconsciously. I knew I wasn't doing it for the right reasons. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and no, I, I definitely think, I think there has to be, especially if you want to do something prolonged, there has to be like a, um, you, yeah, you kind of have to have that why to like what you're doing, whether it's working out or it's um, a passion you have or uh, like a goal you have in mind. I think I think kind of like really understanding like like that true why, like why am I doing this? Because yeah. like after you do something for so long, like whether it's like lifting weights or it's, photo and video work or it's you know any kind of hobby of of any sort right. you, there i think you, like things do get stressful they do get they do get tiring and you can't get burnt out but i think at the end of the day like if you have that why that's like literally ingrained in like into your head it's like i'm doing this because it makes me feel good you know like let's, let's just say like training like i i literally go to the gym now to get away from everything and just kind of get in there and like just let everything go and like almost like it's like like a sanctuary you know what i mean like yeah um 
and then yeah so yeah just having that why in the back of your head and just be like i think like, everyone should have that like a yeah. why not just at the gym but like like you said your video and camera work or whatever mm-hmm. you're passionate about mm-hmm. because like a lot, a lot of people don't they don't have that why they're just kind of like going through the motions mm-hmm. doing it just to do it i feel like everyone should have kind of like a long-term goal for what they want to do whether that be like because to me like I'm, I'm 25 you're you're 25 too or 24 24 yeah 24 so i damn it's your kobe year fuck yeah and um so i feel like everyone should have a a why and a long-term goal i me personally i want to achieve everything i want to achieve by 30 mm. and then hopefully like settle down and like start a family and stuff Castle, you so. know whether that be like well eric's starting around nine eric's Told you about my nine children Jeez. plan, right? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. so many great dude. Those tax returns gonna be fucking <laughs> But yeah, um, the turbo tax is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight nine. nine in my bank account. <laughs> but um, Jeez. but no, I want to do everything before thirty at mm. least, you know, and be like, all right, I you know lived in a different country for a while, or I worked here for a while, and I did this, you know, I worked with these dope ass people who changed a lot of lives, or. Now, I mean, now I can say, like, you know, the content I do with um with Katrina and, you know, the content, you know, that we do with, like, both of them, I guess, Dylan and Katrina, mm-hmm. the content we, that we both do funnels towards, like, thousands of people and, like, changes mm-hmm. their lives. So now we can say, like, yo, we've changed, technically, we've changed lives, bro, if you yeah. really think about it. Because, like, a content's being funneled towards thousands of people. So if someone just takes, you know, something small, even from that mental health video that we created that went into Daily Sculpt. Hmm. You know, technically, we were like changing their lives in a positive way. Yeah, I actually, honestly, and I mean, hundred percent. I honestly hadn't thought about it like that until until you've actually just said that. Because yeah, I mean, it's true. Yeah, hey, Brendan always says like, "Yo, we're we're changing lives," and I started to think about it, and I'm like, "Guys, fucking right," because like we're funneling all this content to you know. We like I said, that's like the thing, the quote I have up there. We not may not be getting like full-on like created by this person or whatever mm. but it doesn't matter because at the end of the day if you know deep down inside like yo i'm changing someone's life by making a video about mental health and they're taking something from it and implementing it into their life and it's having a positive impact yeah wow that's yeah it's actually pretty profound and like very true it's um yeah like, yeah like <laughs> geez that's so true well yeah i mean because yeah because like a lot of the stuff we make i mean whether it's for motivation or whatever or right? yeah anything it's just like even even if because I'm, I'm a big blue big believer in kind of almost like the um almost like the like the ripple effect and like and like the way things do or like the way things work so let's just say yeah let's just say we, we put we we put out a photo or a video or whatever and that really like brighten somebody's day to like yeah. the point where it's like that makes them go out and like do something they enjoy then that person ends up meeting another person and then they fall in love and or, or you know what i mean or, or they they form a friendship or something like that or even like i mean sometimes people's minds are, are very fragile i learned this by working with a, a bunch of dating coaches right mm. so these are the guys that like they're they build social skills right guys like mo bassi austin summers they're uh, dating coaches who i know and i've worked with and um so they teach men how to like it's not like a get you laid program it's more of like um <laughs> it's more of like a like building. Get, get you for a girl like friends that are you know, like friends like yeah like friends like well yeah it's like building social skills okay you know? yeah so some of these guys like their anxiety is so bad and like it's kind of you know stigmatized you know i guess men don't talk about this stuff but mm-hmm. some of these guys they, they can't even say hi to a to a girl yeah you know so sometimes saying hi to a girl for them means like so much yeah it's astronomical in their mind yeah you know they're like fuck i can actually do this you know for me 
it was um, being able to go to Walmart because my anxiety was so shit. Yeah. You know, I couldn't go to Walmart without puking, and I was so self-conscious about myself, and also had a handicapped father, so going to Walmart was like, it was very embarrassing for me at the time. Right. So to like get over that, you know, and I had a huge, also had a huge fear of driving. Mm. I couldn't drive like 20 feet without having crazy anxiety. You drive like a maniac now. Because <laughs> <laughs> <Sure, right? laughs> you got over that one. Yeah. yeah, you know, so I mean, I remember like, we would drive like, I don't know, a couple hundred feet and it meant like everything to me, mm. you know? So like even those swipe workouts that you do, like somebody may like, fuck, now I know finally how to like deadlift properly or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that could like, that could be super, super impactful for somebody because like that could be their breakthrough. Yeah. You know, that could be like, fuck, okay. Cause some people are fucking, you know, that's how their mind works. Like if I can figure out this one thing, then I can figure out everything. It's kind of like their their boost mm-hmm. in a way, or they're like um, just the kick in the ass they needed. Yeah. Like, all right, I figured out deadlifting. If I can figure that out, then I can figure out you know this, that, in the third. You know. Yeah. It's actually yeah, it's actually a really good point. I I think I and I think I think too like like another good, like a point kind of on that is I think we almost like once like once you kind of know something right and you that you almost get comfortable with like okay I know this, this is simple whatever. But I, I think it's I think it's always good to remember too that there are so many people out there that don't maybe don't know exactly what you know or mm-hmm. um, haven't had the, like the experiences like that you've had, and so for them to figure something out like that, that might be literally like might be, yeah, like you said, like like a breakthrough. It's like okay, I figure this out. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna start building on this because I mean I remember I I was like back to the training thing. I remember I was literally on on my computer as a kid like searching like. How to do a bench press? How to do how this? How to do a push up? That's popular ass. You searched on like, YouTube. Tricep exercises like squat technique. I believe I used to spend hours and hours and hours on, on stuff like that, mm-hmm. where it's like, like those like, you know, that's not that's not like a rare thing. Like kids, like young kids, are trying to figure out how to do stuff like that. Yeah. And some of like a lot of stuff we do, we're literally providing that. In a, so simple, like a tricep pull down to me, like, I mean, I know how to do it properly. I know it's like, it's a very simple exercise, mm-hmm. but for but like, that, like we put that up the other day on a swipe workout and people hate that, up. not swipe workout, but, um, a story post on power mm-hmm. effect. People hate that up. Yeah. So, so, so I think, I think it's, yeah, it's important almost, almost, um, like, yeah, like understand that not everybody knows what you know. And mm-hmm. even, even like some of the simplest things to you and I might be groundbreaking for, other people so yeah i mean yeah that's actually i'm glad i'm glad that you um you brought that up and made, made that point because it's, it's just a different perspective that's the perspective i've been garnering i guess from the content that we're we're creating mm-hmm. you know and just trying to keep like an open mind like when you're showing me today you're showing me how to like use tone curves and stuff like i know how to use tone curves mm-hmm. but i wanted to see how you did it you know yeah. so i i could have been like oh yeah i already know this i mm-hmm. know how to do that yeah i, I already use tone curves whatever yeah you know but i wanted to see like how you do it because my mind is like open to that you yeah. know and just trying to see different perspectives when it comes to like photo editing mm-hmm. you know yeah well i think it's i think it's and that's actually one thing that i've been implementing in my my life for quite some time now is, is not having not having absolutes yep. right so there's not there's not always one perfect way to do or, or there are a lot of ways to do certain things but there's not like you, you should never be like so like closed minded to like this is how it's done. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you know, like any other way is wrong. Whatever, whatever. Keeping that open mind because it, like if you do, if you don't have absolutes, you're able to pick up things and actually like. Well, it's, take, all, it's all relative. Yeah, it's literally it's all it's everyone's got like a different way of um, 
of doing art. There's no. Right. That's why I just think I, I just don't really like like film school is cool, but I don't think it's necessary. No. Because you're learning, I guess, from one person or from one person's perspective in that class, right? Right. You know, and there's so many other ways to do stuff, to make things look phenomenal. Yeah. You know, that's why there's so many YouTube channels like Henbu, Peter McKinnon. They're just so popular. Yeah, and I think I think. It, a lot of that kind of boils down to like what you're looking to do, whether, I mean, the, I think, I think there's pros and cons to going to film school or yeah, or whatever it is, because I mean, some of that stuff, if you're in a very specific field, it, it might fast track you to an internship, or internship kind of job, it's really hard to break into this field. Yeah. You know, if you're not doing freelance and you mm-hmm. want an actual job, it's yeah. so hard to break into this field. But it, but it's also, yeah. So the, it, so there's, there's that side of it, but it's also, so say you don't go to film school and you, and you learn to do like, you know, your own freelance stuff, you self-taught, all that kind of stuff. I, I've heard that, you know, while you're in film school or that kind of thing, like you're like, you're really not doing that much of the making. It's right. more learning. And then I've, I've honestly found that I've learned everything through like trial and error and all that kind of stuff. And I've made more stuff than a lot of people probably have made in film school where there, you know, it's, it's class you're studying, all this kind of stuff. So, you know, it, you know, there's, I think there's, yeah, there is pros and cons of both. You kind of have to weigh those. And yeah, I had a conversation with Katrina too about college and everything. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely like, like pros and cons to it and stuff. But, um, I don't know. I feel like there's so many ways now to like do it on your own and figure things out on your own. You know, like, I mean, you going from like, you know, freaking hunting and backwards of Florida here to like, like, how do you like fucking find out like, Hey, I like cameras. I want to do camera, like camera work and shit. Like what, what, um, what sparked that like interest? Uh, I think, I think honestly, so like as a kid, we kind of had like, like, so we had, I think everybody, almost everybody has like home video cameras and that kind of stuff laying around. Like yeah. I know my dad had like VHS recorders like, and same shit. Like, the like the J- fucking huge, yeah, huge cameras. the JVC <laughs> with like the strap. Oh God. Like, um, and the tapes and stuff like, so I, all that kind of stuff always interests me because it was, it was always kind of around, and then whenever I was like, I was like, shoot, how old was I? Probably like fifth grade, sixth grade, or something like that. I used to, um, I like one of my one of my dad's like hand me down cameras. I kind of took and started to make little videos with it. My brother and I like none of it was like there was no st- we like we were just like press record and just doing something, be able to watch it back. Like that was amazing to us, right? Yeah. So we I think one and we used to like use I think I downloaded like a a bootleg version like Sony Vegas or something like that. Like, <laughs> Sony Vegas. <laughs> and, um, and I think it was literally, we were throwing like, it was videos of us like throwing stuff of our, like off our roof mm-hmm. just cause we thought that was funny. And then we, uh, we, we were, uh, we took golf clubs and like, um, we would video ourselves like smashing like soda can like full Cokes and stuff like that Yeah. with golf clubs. And just because we thought it was hilarious, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, and just and be able to like, I think, I think that's kind of what, yeah, it was, it was like how amazing that was to be able to watch it back, and oh, it was cool. And then I think the other was as I got a little, like a little bit older, my dad used to used to show me a bunch of like old like '80s movies and stuff like that, '80s '90s, like yeah. like real classic movies like that, like whether it was like the Rocky movies or the Terminators or um uh what, what else? What else was like a Star Wars? Um, yeah, I, some of the Star Wars, a lot of it was like, like, uh, like a lot of like action movies, like Rambo and like stuff like oh, that. Rambo like, was lit. Oh yeah. My yeah. God. So I, I, I'm just seeing those. I was like, wow. Like I used to just geek over like watching those movies and being just almost like analyzing like, oh, like how was it shot and all that kind of stuff. And I think yeah. that later on, uh, transpired into 
me wanting to like make some of my own stuff. You know what I mean? I started like, paying attention to that stuff later on too, like mm-hmm. how movies are shot and everything. Yeah. And sometimes too, you start catching like little errors mm-hmm. in like in big movies that you're just like, what the fuck are they thinking? How'd that slip by? You know, all yeah. these people part of this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't know. I started like doing fucking like. I don't know, I did it for, I did it for the memories, I guess, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because a lot of times I, I'm a very nostalgic person, so I could look back on everything I've created over the years. Yeah. And I look back and I remember, like, the feeling I had when I created this video, you know, whether I hated it or I loved it or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I always just, I don't know, it's, it's nice. Like, my first thing I recorded was on, like, my phone. It was, like, a vlog. Yeah. You know, and it was just with my, my best friend, Cedric, mm-hmm. and us just running around, and he was, like, making music at the time, and us just running around doing hood rat stuff and, yeah <laughs> and um i made it i was really into watching g easy and his his vlogs at the time and his yeah vlog guy always put everything in black and white that was g easy's brand for a long time black and white yeah yeah and i said i still want to do some more like black and white stuff man yeah yeah we should we, yeah we started I, i've actually had some interest in delving into some stuff like that too black and whites are so interesting to me because the way that you can color them like have you ever seen like so many like have you ever looked up black and white photos and just seen like the the difference between the way people are making everything pop and come out oh yeah yeah like, it's uh i i was i mean that's kind of where like everything evolved from yeah. Uh, yeah obviously but um yeah no i i yeah it's a, it's definitely like a cool look it's very like vintage like nostalgic kind of like kind of style mm-hmm. and uh i thought it's count on uh on instagram it's called uh nyc then and now Mm. it's dope because it has like black and white pictures of nyc of new york when it's like in the 40s and 30s and it shows like a picture now and you're just like holy shit sometimes you're just like fuck new york has not changed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you're like huh like damn this looks way different you know so it's yeah. real interesting to see like um still i still have like a record store in new york it's, it was my grandma's mm. and now her um her husband her he's not my grandfather but it's her husband who um still owns it and it's like in the projects of like the south bronx yeah it's just so dope to go to it's basically an old like it's a hangout spot now for like 80 year old men yeah (laughs) so you go there and it's just like dude you gotta god you gotta take a trip one day to like these like fucking slummy like rundown areas yeah because it opens your eyes so much that's why i'm just after like Iceland and all these other places I've been, it's just like I got the travel bug, bro. I know you want to yeah. go to, like Bali and shit. Oh yeah, I plan to go. I plan to go to Bali this uh, this summer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, I definitely yeah I definitely wanted to yeah do some more traveling here soon for yeah. sure. So like, so you got into camera work, and then you're like, are you just filming yourself at that point, like working out, or are you just trying to film other people, or? I think I think for the longest time I was I was trying to figure I was trying to, yeah I I did a bunch of like fitness stuff i did um some kind of like some like some nature kind of like travel-esque type stuff um a lot of my a lot of my early stuff was just like me really trying to figure out your style and yeah just, and, what, yeah and just figure out how to do everything i i i remember, like me bro I had a, my pictures are like fucking i would just take pictures of trees when i get high and shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i used to uh I used to watch a lot of, I, I think, I think what honestly, I think what sparked kind of like the, to where I'm at right now is watching, um, travel stuff on YouTube and yeah. seeing it and just being like, wow, that's amazing. I would love to both do that one day and make something like something like that. that um, they would maybe make somebody do the same thing. Like kind of have like that same kind of impact. Bro, when, um, you, when you make that a reality, it's so fucking like dope. Like the Iceland trip, getting that trip sponsored and everything. And like, 
being able to make a video for a company mm. on on a plane wreck and I'm modeling in it and modeling the jacket and I edited the video. Yeah. Like that shit was fucking insane. Yeah. You know? And it's just like I was telling Katrina too on the on the on the podcast. It's just like it's so mind blowing when you see the stuff. Like when you watch people on TV and then you end up working with them or you see like these dope travel videos and then next thing you know you're making them. Like yeah, it's this all, shit it's is like, like fucking mind blowing. It comes full circle, yeah. It's like that kid Jeremy that Brendan's working with right now. Mm. He's like, oh man, he's what he's a big fan of Dylan or something, I think, or and David Laid. Mm. He's a huge fan of those guys. And it's just like fucking buddies like right across the street from Dylan. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's yeah, it's it's, it's like it, even I mean even, like even now even even though we've known them for a little bit it's still still surreal like I mean they used to watch the, you know watch those guys on on YouTube you know what I mean growing up like mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff so. even like when Katrina's like the videos I make for Katrina just like you know like yours hit like fucking two hundred k or something mm-hmm. the other day yeah on her page and it's just it's nice too like reading those comments and stuff like I saw one comment on the. Uh, the King Supers video, they're like, wow, your editor did a good job. This is so funny. Yeah. You know, or like the cat meme. The cat meme was my idea, you know? Like yeah. that fucking, that cat, yeah. man, that's a fucking cat. <laughs> Blink, motherfucker. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like see, seeing that stuff is just, I don't know, it's just dope. Like I used to watch Chris Rainey. He's from Polk County. Mm-hmm. And um, on the, playing football, I think he played UF, right? And I used to watch mm-hmm. Chris Rainey. And then I got to work with him at one point. And it was nice. That guy's fucking fast. Yeah, he's I bet. fast as fuck. He plays in the uh, CFL now, mm. and um, it was nice just being able to like, yo, like, work with this guy. Or like, you know, we signed fucking Lucky Whitehead. Yeah, and you should watch that guy return kicks for the Cowboys on TV. And now he's like a part of the, the company I'm creating for. Yeah, like, this shit's almost like it's mind blowing. Yeah, you know? and I, I think, I think probably actually, yeah. So, so like, it's something I've taken away here recently and, and really kind of like sat into is like. Um, there's a quote, I believe it, it goes something along the lines of like, um, an alley cat stays, stays skinny whenever, whenever food is scarce. Right. Mm-hmm. But the trick is to stay lean in the good times. Right. Yeah. So essentially what that's boiling down to is like, no matter where you're at in your career, whether you've like, you're just trying to make it or you've made it or whatever it is, is to always stay humble. Yeah. Always stay humble and always, all, and always, um, always be hungry for for more and and not not get too comfortable because it, it can get very easy to have a little bit of success be kind of in like a good place and then start to let your foot off the gas a little bit when that goes back to what i was saying earlier too it's just like everyone should have these like long-term goals no matter where the fuck you're at like have a long-term goal you know once you hit that long-term goal make another long-term goal exactly well, you and, always want to be striving yeah. for more right and i think i think probably one of the like one of the best things to do yeah so have that long-term goal then i think i think where, where a lot of people go wrong and i i've even made this you know made the same mistake is you'll you'll set a goal that's you know so far forward right it's like okay i want to be um i want to work for nike or something mm-hmm. like that right so you say i want to work for nike and then and then they go well, well, then it, you, people almost get like discouraged or lost because it's like, okay, I want to work for Nike doing, let's just say like video work, right? Right. But it's like, like okay, I'm doing a bunch of random video work, whatever, whatever. I want to work for Nike, but like to really reach that goal, you really have to reverse engineer, like, like the process of doing that and set those little milestones you have to hit. Yeah. So it's like. Okay, I, like I want to work, work for Nike, then I need to do this thing first. Yeah. Then I need to be like, all right, let me try to hit this point, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So essentially, so it's like, you know, end goal is I want to work for Nike. So that like, like the step from that is okay. I need to have a contact 
right, to, to get me into there. Cause it, get you in the door. Are, yeah. All right, so like, how do I have a contact? Or, or how do I even make an impression on somebody to, who is a contact that can that can even put me in the door? It's like, okay, I need to I need to work with a bunch of small brands making, you know, a bunch of like super awesome content, whether it's mm-hmm. like ads or product shots or whatever it is. It's like, okay, like how do I do that? Okay, I need to build, I need to build more my portfolio doing like, whatever to get even get those jobs and yeah. it's like and it, it's just it, using everything i guess as a bridge to get to where you want to go correct right but in it but it's yeah and it's understanding those milestones so like literally boiling boiling it down to it's like what can i do today what can i do next week what can i do in this month what can i do here and in that timeline to work towards eventually having the portfolio of like great enough content or whatever to even like put it like even message and have it in front of a face of somebody who's, who's a contact for, for, for Nike, you know, right. um, a Nike rep. And then once you have that, you make that step, whatever. Yeah. And then, and then you make a step. And then and if you believe you follow all that, you know, yeah, you're likely to get in. If you don't get in, you like, okay, what did I do wrong? What can I learn from this process and this experience? Cause I, uh, me and diamond is my buddy in Florida. He, we had this experience because, um, we do this show. We do a show called Three Spelled Aliens. I don't know. Have I shown you that cartoon? We do, yeah, we do. A, we do a cartoon. I voice act on it. Oh, okay. You know, and um, so we do a t- like a little cartoon on YouTube. And I've never known about this. Yeah. Yeah, and I do. I do some voice acting. So okay. It's pretty fun. And um, Diamond does all the animation and stuff. And um, we had two interviews with a Cartoon Network, and they turned us down both times. So, but we just keep getting better. Like the show just keeps getting better, mm. you know. And um, Diamond's taking a long time to like really like hone in. We had six nine on one of the episodes. It's fucking hilarious. Get an animation of six nine. We Jeez. got hood ass fucking snowman on the damn show, and um, we just we just keep pushing, mm. you know. Because yeah, we took the necessary steps to get better and get in there. Um, we uh, we got some shout outs from the right people to put us on the map and everything. And they took a look at us and then you know. We're not discouraged by it. Yeah. You know? So even though you're going to, for example, do all these steps to get to Nike and they turn you down, it's okay because like, shit, they're fucking with you. You know, yeah. they like you. They're just, you know, you're just not there yet in their eyes. You yeah. may be there in Reebok size though or yeah. someone else. Well, I, and I think, I think to like, to that point, it's like, so say that is your end goal to work for Nike or some kind of like large brand like that. Yeah. I think once you take the proper steps in you know, with a little bit of time, luck and all that kind of stuff, once you get to here, mm-hmm. you're, you're at the point where, you're, where your work is so undeniable that once, once you do have a contact with whoever, somebody's going to let you in. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. It, you, you're, yeah, you're really so good that it's undeniable that yeah. Once you, once you're working, it's like, you literally had to have Nike, a Reebok, a Puma or yeah. Adidas, like knocking your, your door saying, Hey, we want to give you this much. Like you're worth this much, mm-hmm. you know, like, what can we do to have you come work for us? Like once you get to that level. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of it, that too is, um, I, t- I talk about this a lot because, um, I mean, you, we create content at such a high volume. Mm. It's time management and making sure that everything gets done at a certain time. Yeah. So what, what I wanted to ask you too is about time management. How do you manage your time effectively to make sure everything gets done, but still like, you know, have time for like some, some fun hobbies or whatever. Like me, for example, I worked for, five hours or whatever at starbucks yesterday mm. and then i took a trip to freaking Greeley with my friend hannah who's in med school and she's looking at like transferring over there so she can uh get more hands-on experience at a hospital and everything we took a trip i was with her for like seven hours or something yeah. just riding around fucking Greeley in fort collins and had dinner and stuff and it was a it was a cool like it's a fun thing that kind of like got me away because i'm always i'm always on like a fucking 
schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to shoot at fucking uh, at three. Yeah. You know, today and um, tomorrow I have like an appointment with my therapist at 9 a.m. And I'm trying to like I have another podcast with my roommate at 12. And then I got some other shit going on. And just I always have like trying to make time for make sure everything gets yeah. done. And my my sense of time is just fucking insane. Yeah. Because I look. Um, sorry. I, I, look at, no, sorry. I look at yesterday like, or tomorrow. And I'm like, all right, so I have to wake up at 7.30. I have a half hour to get ready. Mm. My appointment is an hour away in Fort Collins, 8 to 9. Mm. So that's my drive. 9 to 10 is my appointment. 10 to uh, ten to 11 is when I get home. 11 to 12 is maybe eat something, set up for the podcast. 12 to 1 or one thirty is the podcast, mm. right? Then I'm like, all right, have a little break. Then I have like a little shoot at 7 with the eyelash um, lady I'm working with. Yeah. You know, so I have like a little break and I'm like, all right, cool. I can get some like work done for Create You and whatever mm. during that time period, you know? Yeah. So as far as time management, I'll be honest, like my time management hasn't been the best and, but it definitely it's something I'm working on. I think what, what really boiled, like what kind of like effective time management boils down to is knowing what you have to do and then implementing proper focus on what you're doing right so it's so it's it's literally i mean even if you write out your day like almost like you're like like tomorrow like if you write out like all right let's let's say today that i write out tomorrow's like what i what do i absolutely need to get done tomorrow and i set specific times i'm going to do this this and this like my top three items whatever it is whenever you get to the times that you need to do those things it literally has to be pure focus like pure like uninterrupted focus so that when so, so when it was so whenever you set those times it's like okay you get it done you make sure you get it done exactly time period because there's there's so many distractions whether it's sometimes uh, i gotta turn my phone over bro like yeah. anna was telling me too like as a med school student dude she's like swamped like all the fucking time you yeah. know and sometimes she just has to like turn her phone over when she's studying with like someone else who's in med school too she has to like just hand her yeah. hand her phone off to them yeah, because it's so distracting. Well, so yeah, I I think I think yeah, well yeah. So so you literally have to like sit down and literally just focus. I mean, and I I think it's it is somewhat hard today just because there is there's so much stimulation and so much like going on. I mean, we're we're all we, well, I mean, at least actually I would say both of us usually have somebody texting us asking for oh can you send me this oh can I have this like oh like we need to do this whatever. Yeah. So it's and you have a lot of that and it's it's very easy to what to get pulled away from what you're doing and get. Mm-hmm. Dive, like dive into like what's you know like something else where it's like if you actually took an hour right a pure focus like you get so much shit done. you'd be surprised with how much you can get done in so little time oh absolutely that's why i love that book have you've heard, probably heard it a four-hour work week right i've heard of it and i but i haven't read it yet and i i actually really want to Hi, i have it it's upstairs highly recommend mm. Uh, I'm personally not a big fan of the exercises in it mm. because like they don't really correlate with what i'm trying to do with my life but a lot of stuff, like when it comes to like answering emails, phone calls, um, focused work, just time management, mm-hmm. that book is like a godsend when yeah. it comes to time management. Um, I feel like a lot of creatives just get, they get kind of discouraged when reading it because they feel like they have to follow these like exercises that are put in. Mm-hmm. Me, when I read books, I take stuff that's personal and related to me and I mark it with a blue marker in the book, right? So like... Um, I read Six Pillars of Self-Esteem by Nathaniel Brendan. It's a phenomenal mm. book, right? Yeah. And um, I just, I read it and I reread it. And I went back and I looked at all the markings that I had mm. to see like where my head was at 
you know, mm-hmm. and just read and kind of just reiterate everything that I uh, that I marked in there to, uh, I guess, to just you know, bring my uh, my mind back to center. Yeah, you know, because I was drifting off. Yeah, and I, I yeah, it's and I, I yeah, I think it's it definitely is uh, a little bit harder to yeah to focus today, but yeah, it's I mean it, yeah, you can literally depending on what your job is or what you're having to do or whatever, but you can get so much done. Like we, like I remember we had a, yeah, we were, I think Katrina and I were talking, um, with corn, I think. Yeah. And like some, and like somebody else, but really sat there and like yesterday. No, it was actually, I think we were having breakfast or something like that. We were like, we all put our phones like in the middle of the table and we just had like the most present deep. We started talking, we, we got super like deep and spiritual and like, like, yeah. like super, like super like introspective on like life and all this kind of stuff. But, Really sat there and got super, super present with each other, just like it's nice, right? absolutely, you know, absolutely focused. And the amount of time that passed by, it felt like it felt like we were talking minutes, for talk. Right? Well, well, no, it, well, it felt like we were talking for an hour, but it it had only been like ten minutes. Yep. Versus, you can get on your phone, get on Instagram, or watch, you know, get on YouTube, or or do something that's like super distracting, and uh, like an hour goes by. You know what I mean? Where it's, it it feels like like where'd all that time go? You know what I mean? That's what kind of happens with the show. Like, I thought we were only talking for like five minutes. Yeah. And the next thing, that's the one thing I hate about um, having my phone out on a table when I do this show mm. because I have to have the alarm to reset the timer for the camera. Yeah. It's the one thing that, like, really bugs me, mm. you know, but I don't have a choice because the Sony cameras can only record for like 30 minutes. Mm. But um, I feel like I have the most productive conversations on this fucking yeah. show. And I, like, when I was talking about it with Hannah yesterday, she's like, I feel like you just connect with people on a different level when you're doing a podcast because like having a conversation like this, if it was just in person or just us kicking it at like a Starbucks or whatever, it's not the same. Absolutely not. Well, and I think, I think a lot of it, um, comes down. I mean, your like is cell phones. Like even, even if it pull, like, even if we're like, we're talking and like, Oh, I get a text message. I like, I, I pull away for like, for even like half a second. It's yeah. Well, it's distracting. And it's also like, I think I think you you build those true like deep like deep rooted connections through like really sitting with somebody and like like they like you you speak more with like your body language than you actually do with like the things you say. Yeah. So it's like taking like we actually like we're like we're literally communicating right now with our eyes like arms like shoulder placement like the way your eye you know, yeah it's like eyebrows are raised mouth all that kind of stuff. So it's really like, yeah, you, you really start to build like that, like very like subliminal connection with somebody Yeah. where it's like when you, when you're not hundred percent there, you don't actually get that, that full deep connection. You know what I mean? fucking hate when what? people are like, you're talking to someone and you're like mid conversation, you're mid, mid sentence actually. Hmm. And they pull out their phone and they're just like, and you're still talking and they're, and they're just, they just, well actually they don't even say, hold on. They just sit there yeah. looking at their phone. It shit drives me nuts. And and often they don't even realize they've that they've done it because it's it's become like so second like yeah, it's, yeah yeah it's like second nature yeah yeah that shit drives me insane I want to strangle <laughs> yeah and I, I I can honestly say that I'm probably guilty of that sometimes where I'm just like you know I really have like like a lot going on and it's like maybe maybe like the conversation that's being that's being had isn't the most like maybe it's just like oh like whatever just like kind of like BS and like yeah wherever and it's like oh and you're just kind of like you're still there but. But like at the same time, like if that becomes a habit, whenever those do, whenever those deep conversations or those you know like personal connections are like need to be made or or whatever it is, like and that does happen, it's like, damn, like are you fucking actually listening? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Well, especially when you're on the when you're on the the end that doesn't it's not 
that's actually trying to have like a true conversation and the person like yeah. it, it almost you almost feel like you're what you're saying is like not of the same value um you feel lesser yeah than them in a way which is like i don't know for me it's really bothersome mm. you know because like i don't know it's happened to me so many times even with clients and stuff yeah you know and i'm just like yo i'm trying to get this fucking video done like, yeah get your ass off the fucking phone bro yeah no, and like I've had dinners like that with people that just like put their phone in the middle. Like even here when we eat dinner, we have like barbecue or like hot pot or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, nobody really looks at their phone. Yeah, you know, and it's nice because I have dinner with like my roommates and I just connect with them on a on a different level. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, there's a, I think, and, and that's something I've been I've been practicing here recently. Is um, it's just be more be more present with like the things you're doing mm-hmm. and the people you're around. Um, even if it's like, yeah, even if you're just kind of hanging out, it's like, like really sitting in, when, when I, when I, when I say be present, it's like not just like being there, but really the actually like realizing it and like being like in tune with like what's going on and being like, and actually listening. That's the, the thing with this show too. For me, it's like, I become, I'm becoming a better listener mm-hmm. when I talk to people. It's actually important. like, you know, it, it makes, it, it makes me invested in them mm-hmm. in a way and actually like give a shit. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I actually like just not that I didn't give a shit before, but I give more of a shit, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know, and um, I actually it's making me remember stuff more. Like you know, like when I had the podcast with Kai, you know, I felt connected to him on a different level. You know, and if we don't do this Korea trip, mm-hmm. then I definitely could go somewhere else with him. And I like him because he's blunt. You know, he just says whatever like the fuck he wants. Yeah, you know, and I'm I'm like that too that's why like i named this podcast the honest conversations because like it's just about saying like whatever's on your mind and whatever you like actually feel like the best part is that it's like unfiltered yeah you know um one thing i wanted to ask you is um so you get in the camera work you're in florida at the time right mm-hmm. and um so you're in florida when brendan hits you up about create you or you here oh you're in you're in fort collins right yeah i was in fort collins yeah you're in fort collins what what made you want to move to colorado what was enticing about the state and everything and like coming in do you think you could like get a better opportunity doing camera stuff or was that the goal or was the goal like fitness um, so no so it was actually so I, I i graduated in december of 2018 and i'd been out here the year previous to just come just come skiing for um for like a family vacation never gone skiing i need to do or, it well uh, snowboarding we should go skiing or snowboarding one day right. late. yeah yeah i actually need to go here soon um I, I bought a pass and have i've only used it a couple times but um but yeah so they came out and i i was just like one thing once i saw the mountains i saw like kind of like the culture out here i was like wow this is like something different something interesting different. <laughs> I, and then it, it was almost like this it was almost like this draw like like something was drawing me to come here so mm-hmm. Um, went back home, finished up school and, um, and I, at, like probably with like a semester left, I, I made it like my, my mission to like move out here. So like I, I, I was looking to do anything and everything that it took to move out here. I, uh, I got a job working on like a UPS truck while I was finishing up my senior year online. My brother did that for a while. He did for like 10 years or something. Yeah. I was just, I, I, was, I was doing that to save money. Um, my, my, uh. Yeah, my parents gave me their this old Jeep we kind of had in our uh, 
in our in our garage kind of hanging out yeah and uh i think it's fucking loud yeah I think it's- <laughs> yeah it's like a piece of farm equipment <laughs> <laughs> i never thought of it like that yeah that thing's you know, that thing's riding a- in it's like a disney ride it's yeah like <laughs> Jeez, yeah it makes your back strong uh, <laughs> there you go what, what the fuck? baby got back yeah <laughs> maybe they got stiff neck too um what's it called but yeah so took, took that really packed all my stuff up in it yep. and I found a I found an apartment online and I found a job as a personal trainer online. Got all that set up and really just just sending out here. Um, the main underlying goal was to eventually take photo and video full time. Mm-hmm. I uh, did. I wasn't sure how I was going to do it when it was going to happen, but I I knew that there wasn't any like. That's any, the best though when you go somewhere and you're just like fuck. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I I knew that there wasn't there wasn't anybody that was going to stop me from doing exactly what I was. So I went, I, so I started working the personal training job, um, did that for a little bit. And then I figured out, I, I found I needed more money. So I got a job at my, um, at my apartment complex and started in Fort Collins. The apartments are no joke, buddy. Yeah. Shit prices. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, yeah, so I, I started doing that. I was working with those. And then anytime I wasn't working, I was, shooting. I was shooting like, and I was working a lot. So like shooting was like, anytime I had a day off, I was really taking my camera and just like, figuring it out, figuring it out, figuring it out. And so eventually my brother actually sent me something on Instagram. He was like, Hey, this guy's moving to Denver and he's looking for a videographer. And I was like, shoot, I think this is a, I think this is a good opportunity. So I messaged him and I went and shot for him for like, it's like four or five days or something like that. And I'm uh, driving from Fort Collins to, to Denver that every morning. Like, fucking, oh my God. Like, yeah. Like 5 AM every morning. And, uh, and eventually he, he, he asked me to, to come on and, be his videographer and i i quit both my jobs with no notice and flew to la to to work with him yeah for a week and then ended up moving in and uh now yeah now i'm here yeah that's fucking dope yeah so it's been uh it's been it's been, it's been a wild ride but did he send you a video message to start oh no to reply back to you when you messaged him no, 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 he didn't actually so whenever i whenever i first messaged him i didn't hear from him for like a month or something like that oh that's when he was going through other like uh videographers yeah. trying to find the right one yeah he uh but like yeah i think one day i got like a, a dm from him and there he like commented on my picture or something like that and uh i was like what the heck and yeah who the fuck is this guy so <laughs> i i actually i actually owe a shout out to my brother um i'll i'll end up sitting Boy, ryan this. yeah ryan i owe i mean practically all of this to him mm-hmm. um if i i mean if he wouldn't send if he wouldn't have been looking out for me and sent me that yeah I I really wouldn't I wouldn't be sitting in this chair right now. He's so supportive too on the pages and everything. Ryan will always do like a fucking comment, or like fucking respond to his story. Bro, I, I absolutely love my brother. My he's like like now we're now we're getting to the point where we we really like look alike, and yeah. he's um he's three years younger than me, but like we're like twins. We think alike. We even talk alike. It's like me kind of like my half brother. Like, yeah. Okay, so if I was full Puerto Rican, mm. and forty. Would be exactly like looking like he looks. Yeah. yeah, he like. I think I'm gonna age pretty well. Yeah, you know, because like he's 40 and he looks like he's fucking 22. Really? Does he? Yeah, he's yeah. got great jeans. Got some good jeans. I remember he came out to Florida. Was great, like, great calves, probably too, right? No, no, it's my dad's side. We, oh, don't, really? we, we don't have the same dad. Oh, okay. So uh, my dad's got the big fucking big calf legs, <laughs> you know, and um, so yeah, my mom's the my mom's the Puerto Rican one. She's mm-hmm. the new, we call her in, uh, the New Yorican from New, New York. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
but yeah like he's like my dad started going gray in his 30s so i'm kind of worried about that my mom's got like really good my my sister's fucking ageless yeah she looks like she's like 27 28 really yeah yeah so she hears this show she'll thank me later Mm. (laughs) (laughs) you know and my brother he's like he looks like 22 i'm just looking at him like what the fuck you know it's just strange, and he's got he's got like, the fade, you know, the Puerto Rican fade and shit, you mm. know, and he's got the Puerto Rican flag tattooed, I think, on his fucking chest. Yeah, you know? I know Hardcore all about Bronx uh, boy. I know, I know all about that from uh, from living in Florida. There's yeah, there's the um, oh yeah. the eight six three tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah actually, I actually, actually, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about getting that. Get the back, fuck yeah. out of here! Yeah. Little Polk County tattoo. Jesus or something. fucking Christ! Yeah. But um, uh, last thing before we wrap up here, um. Your future, what's your future looking like? What's your, what are your, like some goals for you and like stuff you want to achieve? I know you always tell me, you're just like, yo, I just want to start fucking taking things to the next level, you know, really, really getting good, honing the craft, making some like super HQ stuff. Yeah. You know, so what you, th- what you think? Um, so if, if we're talking. I know you want to travel and stuff. Too. Yeah, absolutely. I want to. Uh, well, as far as as far as goals right now, I want to. I want to enter like a film festival. I want to make a make a short film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I there, there's stuff here all the time, so I'll probably, that'll probably Let's be. Get you involved, with my boy. When he went to a film school and he made like a short like little film, it's like 10, 12 minutes. Mm. Really really good like, yeah i saw my spy books yesterday actually didn't even recognize him because he's got fucking usually he's got long hair he's got cornrows now yeah i saw this guy right this guy walk in he's got cornrows sunglasses on and i'm like who the fuck is that guy so yeah. like he walks in he picks up his coffee i go up to him and um he knows me because i was gonna ask him i said yo do you want to model one day i wanted to shoot him because like his fashion was just off the hook he's yeah. fucking win i didn't even recognize him yeah he's like yo eric what's up i'm like <laughs> yeah it's like you look so different mm-hmm. you know so like um yeah i gotta you gotta hook you up with him because i got his number finally oh, right. i've always had him on insta too but he went to film school and his like little short films that he does are incredible and pretty crazy yeah crazy swag too yeah you know it's more like his filming style is more like a uh, real real like, cinematography tv show style mm. like drama type stuff okay. you know like um like dexter type shit really okay you know very cool. Yeah. No. I. Uh, yeah. So, um, short term, do do a uh, do short. Uh, yeah. Do like a short film. Uh, eventually, I want to make a movie one day. Um, I want to have my own um, my own brand. I'm not sure exactly what it's going to be. Whether it's whether it's clothing, whether it's product stuff, whether it's um, like a, like a production company, something like that. Um, I want to. Start developing like an online coaching business. Yeah, you tell me about. It. I yeah. think that's such a having. So when I was growing up, right, having multiple sources of income, mm-hmm. so so fucking important. I was learning because like when I grew up and I was in Florida, we had like five sources of income, right? Yeah. So because we had my dad's disability money, we had food stamps. I count that as a source of income. So it's like food, yeah. right? Mm-hmm, Family dollar. I got a grants and scholarships from school. That was just like pocket money. Mm. I got a Pell Grant refund. So that's five. Um, six was um, working for the school because I worked for student activities. So we had six sources of income. Yeah. Right? And I felt like that's so valuable to have all this money coming in from all these different places. Mm-hmm. So if you do like an online coaching business, then you're doing like camera work, then maybe you're selling clothes or whatever. You know, that's three sources of income right there already. Yeah. You know, or, think, or if you're getting drop shipping or whatever it is. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. So I, I, I think honestly, I think you, you kind of figure your stuff out 
kind of as you go. Right. Um, and I'm still, I mean, those, those goals might change the, yeah, I mean, but I, I, I think, I think most importantly it's, yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, just, I mean, just like, like no matter what you're doing, just, you know, giving it your all. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, sure. um, yeah, just, and just, and just kind of doing what you love. I, I, I would rather do what I love for the, for the rest of my life and may not make as much money than do something I absolutely hate. I know, dude. Cause, like, you, cause you, I mean, we literally, I mean, I'm 24 right now. It feels like time is literally flying by. It is. It's already fucking going to be March. It's absolutely incredible. You know, so, and I, I look and I'm like, where the fuck is all this time going? Cause time used to move so much slower for me. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, I, I just, I think back and I'm like, damn, my dad has been gone like a few years now, Yeah. you know? And, uh, I look back my friend, Chris died in a motorcycle accident. Damn, Chris has been gone like years, you know? Yeah. It's, it's so unbelievable to me. Yeah. You know? And that's why I'm just like, damn, I got to do all this shit before I'm like at least 30. A lot that's to do. my threshold them setting. Everyone else can have like a different threshold. I like 30. I think that's a good age. Yeah. Cause I don't want to be 38 and having my first child, like my dad, mm-hmm. you know, and then something happens to me and you know. My child loses their father in their in their twenties because that's what happened to me. Yeah, you know. So I want to be able to at least be around for stuff. Yeah, you know. Like my dad didn't even get to see me graduate college. Mm-hmm. You know. So I want to be able to like at least be around and have to see my kids get married and all this other shit. Yeah, you know. Well, I think I think part of that is is just um, take or like making use of the time you have right now. Yep. And I, I think I think it's something that I mean, same thing with getting comfortable. You, the, the, you I think you have to constantly instill that inside yourself. Mm-hmm. that you only get so much time like there's there's an end to to you and i at some point yeah and, we're, and, and we're, yeah and and where we're at right now and the clock i mean it's 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 sometimes i mean the, like the way you can look at it a couple ways you can look at it as like damn that's kind of depressing or it's like or it's i mean you can make look the at most of it or you can you can make the most out of every single day that you have and i mean do what you want to do, enjoy life, make an impact. Yeah. Like the stuff like the coronavirus, for example, it doesn't discourage me. I'm just like, fuck, okay. I still want to go. Yeah. I still want to go there and like, you know, see a different country. Even if I can't do like, you know, half the things I want to do, shops are closed or, or whatever, yeah. you know, I still want to make the most of it. You yeah. know, or like my first day in Iceland, we had, we were jet lagged so bad. We slept the whole day, mm-hmm. you know, and we couldn't check into the Airbnb till like, think 12 or something and we were like crammed in a mid-sized jeep smaller than smaller than your jeep mm. and just crammed in there and just jet lagged and fucking tired and everything hit us like a truck yeah. you know but we could have let that discourage us and had a horrible trip or like had a great trip and which is, which is what we did we had a great trip and uh, just made the most out of it that's the only thing too. don't get fucking discouraged with with anything it's just like i would say that's that's my, my best advice too to like filmmakers and people coming up in the camera industry you know like even you know don't let anything discourage you like i've been told my videos were some shit back mm. in the day and um you know sometimes it's still are shit at least for me i look at them and i'm just like damn i could do so much better and um i just don't let it discourage me i'm always trying to find ways to get better that's why i wanted you to come over like before the podcast so we could like look over stuff and mm. i know you were tired and stuff too but i mean I don't know. I just wanted to try to look over stuff and see, like, hey, where can we improve at? Where can we get better at? Absolutely. Yeah, I think as long as you're constantly looking to, I, I think that's honestly a great mindset to have is like is to never be satisfied. I mean, you, you can you can still you can still think, okay, like, 
you know, okay, like, this is some great work, you know, be proud of like what you're like, what you're, what you're doing, but, mm-hmm. um, never get comfortable, never get satisfied with like where you're at right now and keep, you know, put like, um, I, I think, I think it's shred, uh, shred Bundy or, or um, yeah, it's, it's a guy on Instagram, but he, he's actually has some, some really good like stuff on YouTube, um, a lot of philosophy and all that kind of stuff. But like one of his, like, um, one of his things is like constantly raising the baseline, mm-hmm. whether it's like your baseline on happiness or success and all that kind of stuff is to constantly keep like raising the baseline of like what you, what you aim to aim to achieve. So, yeah. Yeah. Shit, I think that's a great, great close off. Yeah. For honest conversations. Right. Mr. Taylor Doherty. Thanks for coming on, dude. Yeah, absolutely. I, fucking... This is, I coming on to a podcast has been like, really like a dream of mine. I've have always wanted to do something like this. I've, I've never really like, I've, I've honestly never really sat down and spoke my mind in front of a camera like I have kind of like right here and I hope I, I hope it's too it's just gotta be the right it's the right platform some podcasts you don't they don't let you talk or they don't let you really really express how you feel I think a podcast should just be a fucking conversation yeah. you know an honest one no okay. <laughs> just just a conversation you know and not like you know something something crazy that's like Min Young too she was kind of nervous to come on I'm just mm. saying it's just conversation yeah so we're just like hanging out yeah we're just literally just kicking it but it's just like a i guess a more focused conversation you mm-hmm. know and just stuff that we wouldn't get if we were just like you know walking around walmart or kicking it at the house or whatever yeah you know? it's kind of like a yeah there's a little, little somewhat of a of an agenda and we're able to kind of like yeah. you know, I, I learned stuff about you jay that i had no, I had no idea like yeah i'll get show you the cartoon but yeah yeah <laughs> so cool lit